watching prohibition fall down. All right, guys, this is the hot grow talk. It is a big one, Scotty. We're going to give away the HLG 550 V2 R spec. Whoa, oh, man, I'm going to miss that thing. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. At I least I understand it. what this one is, okay? I might have rigged it for you to win it. Oh, I already have one. Give it to somebody <laughs> else. I already have one. It's fucking awesome. All right. Fair enough, guys. DDC membership is running strong. Uh, we're going to get into it real hasty here, real rapid. I've been working on my synonyms, you know, instead of real quick. Not bad. Look at you. We're all Mr. Synonym these days. Yeah. It's just real briefly here. Let me uh, <laughs> go into the preview of Grow Talk. You can get all your questions up on dudegrows.com. Anybody, bring it. A lot of good people hanging out in the comments, the community there. We have an excellent moderator. The moderation is fabulous. Yep. And Shout out to Jay Meister. All right. So we're going to cover today, OMG, I have a huge problem by Stymie24. Huh, okay. Water prep, water preparation by the Myco Psycho. Okay. All right. Learn a little bit about PPMs and water and what you get to deal with. When to boost... Phosphorus by Couch Cushion. Couch okay. Cushion, all right. And post hurricane MacGyverine update. We did talk about a plant, um, but this is by uh, Gorilla Grow that got split in half. And so we got a good update on it. Yeah, absolutely. I got my fingers crossed for this one. Well, we do, man. Membership's running strong, guys. We are at episode 906 by episode 1000. Our drive, we'll call it the drive to 1000 members. Uh, we're giving away items every month. We're getting ready to, to actually here in just a moment. HLG 550 V2 R-Spec. Shout out to Horticulture Lighting Group. Much appreciated. Uh, it's a $1,050 light that kicks ass. It's going to be somebody either, you got to use it, turn you into a grower or, or up your grow. There's a game here. <clears throat> These guys have been great friends at the show. HLG. Yeah, as well as you get 30% off recharge at realgrowers.com, free shipping. You also get free seeds from Seeds Here Now. It's a five-pack of obsolete genetics, legit genetics, not just some freebies that are on the bottom shelf, man. These are good seeds. We've had the DDC grow some out and put them up in dank nugs, and that shit looked like fire. Fire, F-Y, wait, F-I-Y-A, okay? You are hip. And the DDC outlet. 30% off if you like. Hey, check it out. I'm clone only today. If you'd like to enjoy a clone only shirt for yourself, check them out. Scotty's modeling one over the DDC outlet. Are you are you going to model that vegetarian lighter Zippo that I'm still confused about? I don't know. I guess I could, right? I'm working on the trucker hats, guys. I got some foam, you know, foam front, mesh back, curved bill. Sure. They're coming. Nice. I'll keep you, I'll keep you updated. So first, though, let's do this, man. The winner, and these are just picked randomly. Bruce Banner has a, a huge machine the size of a refrigerator that randomly picks a TGC winner. Right. And for the HLG 550, it's going to be Donnie Brasco. Old Donnie Brasco there, Scott. You remember him? You let a cop win this thing, man? <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, but no, brother. That's a, over a $1,000 light. Uh, very fucking cool, man. But yeah, we'll drop you an DGC. email, Donnie Brasco, or vice versa, and uh, hook it up. And next Grow Talk, guys, I will have our next. We got to figure out what our next big, you know, I don't, I don't like calling it a prize, but next big hookup. Some grow gear for the DGC support. And it says if you want to support us at ten dollars a month, it's over dudegrows under support us. Mm. Excellent. Dude, you ready to get into the grow talk here? Yeah, I think we're officially out of weed, man. How to break off the brick. Start smoking it, man. 
better pull off that outdoor harvest. We'll talk about it here shortly. Right, right. Fuck it. That's, I mean, sometimes outdoor harvest, that's what makes, that's that's the shit. It, like, that lasts them until the next harvest. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. Super, all right. Lucky bag seed here. This is uh, what the DGC is growing by Toppy McShelferton. Huh. <laughs> okay. Man, I okay. used to know, uh, uh, there was a TV commercial and this chick's name was Toppy Smelly. I was like, that's the best what? fucking name I've ever heard, man. Toppy Smelly. She's talking about fried chicken. First, let me start off by shouting a huge thank you to the GGC. You dudes have taught me so much. It's only appropriate that I thank you for all your help. Right on. Glad you have learned with us in public. That's awesome. <laughs> I had some good genetics power plant seeds that I grew in my outfitted cabinet. Two of them never germinated. So I quickly germed two bag seeds, which I had labeled Lucid Dream. How do you come up with a name for bag seed? Just kind of challenge. Yeah, we start with Majestic Interlude and then smoke a whole joint and see what comes up after that. <laughs> he goes, but these buds are literally covered in trichomes. I'm wondering if the plant that got the seeds from was pollinated by a white widow or something. I really have no idea these buds are looking good, man, because I ended up with the frostiest buds I've ever grown and the densest as well. The top coals literally feel like rocks. Yeah. As I don't always enjoy that. As I'm barely able to squeeze into the bud an eighth of an inch. I'm close to trading my sharp stone grinder for a chainsaw at this point. The high is almost debilitate, debilitating, and I'm in an all-day, everyday guy. Love it, man. Uh, yeah, dude, these look good. Just goes to show. I mean, don't don't always throw out your bag seed. You know, could be a beautiful thing if you got Does the room. Tell you anything about the light? I want to say that this. I mean, these are beautiful buds and. If you get the right environment, you get the right light, you can really hit the ground running and grow stuff like this. And These when you're beautiful. popping bag seed, you can really stack the odds in your favor when you're popping bag seed from bags that were really dank weed to begin right. with. Right. Because even if there was other pollen introduced or something hermaphroditic, there was some type of dank phenotype of something there to begin with. Can you think of genetics like you think of people and cannabis genetics <laughs> like – you know, I don't, I don't know, like two really good-looking people, you know, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, they got a better chance of having a good-looking kid. Does that, does that work the same way? That's how genetics works, yeah. yeah. All right, makes sense. So hey, two, hey, my kids are good-looking. Yeah, well, two dank strains, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> you put them together, you got a good chance of them being dank. This all right, oh my. This is a grow talk off of dogrows.com. This is titled, OMG, I have a huge problem by stymie. 24. Oh, no. What's up, DGC? Today I noticed some weird yellow-looking mold growth on leaves on top of my soil. Almost well, like old leaves that have dropped down, which you should clean those up. Right. My first instinct was to remove it, so I took out all the decaying leaves and threw them away. So far, I'm not thinking anything's a big deal. No, nope. stir leaves decay like that. It's not a big deal. While stirring up the soil, I noticed root aphids, a pretty bad infestation. And now what I thought were gnats are actually flying root aphids. Now, first, I don't know how you identify those, but hopefully you identified them either by, you know, let's go into what's the difference between a root aphid and a fungus gnat. It's all about the abdomen, man. Yeah, aren't they darker, though? I thought uh, a root aphid was really like almost a brown color. No, root aphids will be the color of whatever. It, to kind of, it really depends on the plant material. They're oh, okay, eating. got it. Um, they're, they're, they can be anywhere from like white to a dark brown. Okay. Um, so that's not the best way to identify them. It's by the length of their abdomen. Um, if the abdomen is shorter uh, than the length of the lead, of their uh, wings, um, it is more than likely a root aphid. If the abdomen extends out to the end of the wings, 
then that is a fungus gnat flyer. What about like the pipes off the back of them? There's something there. Uh, and, and, and also root aphids are like most other aphids where they'll have the like telltale tailpipes. Yeah. Like how I said that tail tail like dual tail pipes. If he yeah. says cephaloflorax, they, they, they'll they'll have those there, and and that's another telltale that that is an aphid. Okay, so let's say you've confirmed that. I just want to go over identification. Ooh, also can, one one last thing that yeah. really aids in the identification of root aphids is they make a honeydew um, that that you will find like throughout the soil and on the top of the soil, and that's what it looks like in pictures two and three. That very well could be honeydew um, residual from those root aphids. Well, and we tied this into, I mean, you, you guys had, a, and what's going on in Scotty's grow, if you will, you had identified what you believe you found a root aphid, maybe not infestation, but dealing with some. And I always say, guys, keep a sticky trap, cut, like I cut the longer ones in half right. and like angled out and leave one sitting like right on so right on the soil not flat so the sticky stuff's on it but right. so it's just vertically sitting there it's a great place to identify and catch fungus gnats as well as these um so everybody has a reminder should be running cards sticky cards to identify potential yep. bugs in your garden and and i've been scouting that greenhouse since we've all, all summer pretty thoroughly and this is the first time i've seen any instance of, it was a it was a root aphid flyer um, and then after finding it, getting it out of there, actually taking some pictures of it, I'll put them up. Um, at, at that point, started looking in the soil and looking for more flyers or anything I could find and couldn't find a single other thing. Maybe it was passing through. Could know? have just been passing through or it could be um, – I'm trying to think. I did also in the pictures, just not even noticing it when I was taking the photo, found a ladybug in there too, like multiple ladybugs. Um, so it could be something that uh, – Outdoors, it's a lot less likely that something like Phylloxera or root aphids is going to be able to uh, take hold and establish just complete dominance on the environment that it's in. Nice. So he's in, he's three weeks. So he's flipped. He's in the flower. He's three weeks into flower. His, his canopy in this first picture doesn't look like, I mean, the color doesn't look great necessarily. I don't know what, as far as those leaves should be a little greener. He says flowering is not onsetting as quick as it should, which is stress probably from the root aphids. How do we handle this at this point in three weeks of flower? I'm conflicted uh, with what type of grower you're, I don't know how, as far as saying, just don't go through with flower. You have a long time to harvest and you have to make a decent investment in time, right? potentially in product, right? What do, you, do we fight it? I mean, it's going to be, I don't know. I think you fight it when you've only got a few weeks left. You know, what do we got? Five weeks left. So we're going to use some of those. Uh, I actually called the dude from Room Bio Innovations. Guru's been talking about him for a while. So uh -huh. hopefully we'll get him on the show. He has some kind of a recipe for it. But he says it's, you know, nothing's a magic cure-all. They don't have anything other than nukes that will... Uh, that would really keep these things or just eliminate them. You could take, you could thank the grape industry for that. Shout out California, just allowing the kitchen sink to be sprayed on grapes for so long that we have pan resistant phylloxera. Wow. Thank you. The, yeah, I always calculated, like you said, Scotty, okay, if you're getting closer to harvest within a couple weeks, maybe three weeks, like let's, let's just, let's do something. Uh, depending on your infestation, biological controls is where you're at. Like you just mentioned, Rome, we've been trying to actually have them come on board to learn in public with their doctor right. science. I guess I say doctor or scientist. If you're a scientist, you're not necessarily a doctor, right? No. Just Anyone can be a scientist as long as you follow the scientific method, dude. I don't know. I, I feel a uh, new business card coming up here. <laughs> well, well, they have been in 
the ag industry and other industries for a long time. So it's nice. And now over on their side, I was actually trying to find more information. They have a cannabis and hemp crop protection for mites, aphids, and powdery mildew using biological controls. And you know, the vibe of our show has always been, you know, we're trying to use not neonicotinoids or shit or this, or that biological controls are fabulous. Yeah. So, dude, dude, just so you know, I'm headed down, the guru and I are headed down to Florida in about two weeks and we're going to go check all this, all these biological controls, all these big ag companies. We're going to see what's going on in commercial ag down there. This is the same, you know, the citrus and the palm growers go down here to this convention. So I'm really interested to see what goes on and to see how much hemp is actually there. I do yeah. have I do have some suggestions for this guy if he does want to so, try and fight this and not just uh, – start over and try and get a, a clean wipe and start with IPM from some new plants. If he'd like to try and fight this, there's a couple things he can do. Um, and they're mostly like bioinsecticide controls, but right. uh, Bavaria Basana, everyone knows that as like Botanic Garden right. WP mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. or their wettable powder, but there's cheaper ways to get Bavaria Basana. Um, that same active ingredient. Um, and what is that? It's a bacteria that does what? It's it's a ba bacteria that will turns like them into zombies. It kind of turns them into zombies and grows fungal hyphae out of them, and then they die, and then it spores out of them and spreads more. It's it's I mean really cool, but you can get it a lot cheaper at buildasoil.com than the Botanigard WP. They have a Bavaria Basana product. Nice. Um, then there's Grandivo SPL, uh, which I know. Isn't labeled for root drenches, no. but the, I'm just saying there's you could probably use it as a root drench. A little birdie and, told and you those, yeah. A little birdie told me you can use <laughs> those as a root drench. And then there's some predatory nematodes that, uh, especially if you use those in conjunction with Bavaria basana, they will, they, will, they can work together. They will kind of help drive the Bavaria basana and spread it further into the soil than just watering it in will. Uh, so using all of that in conjunction, you have a leg in the fight with root aphids. I'm not going to guarantee. A leg. I'm not gonna, the only ways I, I've – I mean there are some chemical controls that do it, but they're really, really nasty stuff. What about stuff drenching and, your plants with boiling water? I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> Yikes. Man. That's called blanching. Yeah. Why don't you try to uh, throw a little boiling water on yourself to this today? Let me know how it feels. Well, good luck. Let us know how it rolls. Very frustrating point. Uh, think about all these, the, the preventative measures next time. Having these things present in your soil does not harm the plant, the rhizosphere, or anything, but sure will help prevent these things from coming to be a major problem. So. And also, just kind of want to talk about them because they're cool and they're not necessarily for root aphids, but they're really generalist predators and they we're getting them for our just regular aphid population aye, aye. That, that's in the greenhouse. They're called minute pirate bugs. And what's cool about them is that they're voracious predators that, one, um, they don't uh, try to just uh, kill stuff and eat it. Like even once they're full, they'll go through and it continue just continue just killing stuff for fun. <laughs> Nature sounds like some gangsters, some gangster bugs. Hey, by the way, these are gangsters. These will fuck you up. Man. Not fuck you up, but they'll bite you. <laughs> they don't give a shit how big. How big are they? Oh, they're tiny. They're, they're absolutely tiny. Um I don't even know. I don't poppy seed size or something. They'll like eat that. spider mites too. Are they too small? I think they guru. You you know more about these, but I thought they ate everything. They're they're pretty generalist. They yeah. they're not super selective on the stuff that they will eat. Yeah, I used to use persimilids, but uh, I wasn't crazy about the control I got with them just for spider mites. So we're gonna we're gonna try these guys. See what's up. All right, moving on to water preparation by the Myco Psycho. Come on, it's not preparation. <laughs> 
So guys, I'm almost a month into my first grow and it's in soil and my plants are getting a little bigger and drinking more. I was watering with distilled water, not necessarily usually, not necessary, usually. Distilled um, water, goes, just so we talk about it real quick, yeah. is uh, just that's everything is out of that water. There's not a single, you know, ppm of salt theoretically in that water. Uh, it's close. Distilled, yeah, distilled, theoretically. distilled water is close. Deionized water uh, is treated a little bit differently and that's... That's actually just pure water. And distilled is what? They boil it? Distilled, they boil like it, it essentially like a moonshine still. Right. But for water, you're not just separating out the alcohol. You're separating out pure water from what else was left there. Right. The idea there is pure water. I'm not sure that you need it. He was uh, going on. He was I'm exploring new options because it's going to get expensive and inconvenient as he needs the water more. He goes, so what I know about my water is it ranges from 160 to 200 ppm. And he's saying mostly lime, I'd assume. He sent off a water sample, but he hasn't got that back yet. Right. So that being said, I don't consider like hard water. What's this? Is there a solid number for hard water, like 300 or 400 yeah, plus? Yeah, I, I think you're very close <laughs> to it there. I think above three or 400. So that, uh, he, I, would, I think he can use that water. He goes with basic 7.0 pH water. It's, it's treated with chlorine gas. Now, chlorine so what, gas, I believe, is good. I believe that's because it doesn't persist for very long. All you have to do with chlorine is just aerate it for, you know, or even circulate it for about a day, and the chlorine dissipates into the air. What you got to worry about is that chloramine, which is chlorine and ammonia mixed together, and that stuff likes to stay put no matter how much you aerate it. Yeah, so... The, yeah, that's what it goes on to. So what I need to do to make it best for my plants, I've been yeah, dechlorinating in a bucket. Is this even necessary? So yeah, the bucket. Well, how long does the guru, you said you knew something about chlorine gas. How long does it, does it persist once it, does it need to be aerated or once it comes out of the pipe? It, so it chlorine is really, really good at controlling microbial life under pressure in a pipe like it is in like municipal water supplies. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, as soon as it's not under pressure anymore, that chlorine starts to off gas. Right. Um, and it, it will come out readily, all of it gone in like 24 hours. But even, uh, and we've had some studies done on recharge with uh, chlorinated versus deionized water. Um, yeah, it surprised the hell out of me, by the way. That's why we did these it's studies. A and it's a negligible, negligible difference, and I'll kind of explain why. It's because there's so many... Uh, just microbes that are in recharge or, or any in a compost tea or anything like right. that, that they're able to very quickly kind of that, that chlorine lose its, its uh, capacity to be able to neutralize uh, bacteria or microbial growth right. anymore. Um, it's not like a swimming pool where there, there's a lot more chlorine in a swimming pool than is in like a municipal water supply. And, and even then, algae and stuff will grow in swimming pools. Yeah, but municipal water, ugh, municipal water isn't a disinfectant. You can't just take water and spray, you know, spray it on algae or spray it on bacteria and fungi and think it's going to sterilize it. There's not that much chlorine in it, man. Yeah, I, I would tell him if you want to, you, you could use the water you have off the tap and do pretty darn good. If you want to be a purist, uh, you could look into filter options. Uh, I can point out if you want to dechlorinate, there's specifically dechlorinators, and you got to run a certain filter to get the uh, chloramines. If you want to RO, uh, then you could run like a slight an RO filter, which I will shout out here. Hydrologic, Scotty, you used their Stealth series has been around forever. I'm sure you have Stealth 100, Stealth. Tall like boy. Decade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just turning that tall boy. But for RO. 
they have this new one here, which is sweet. I'm just opening it up. The Micro 75. And it's got a so which is 75 gallons a day, which is more than enough if you're you know hauling your own distilled. But just before. so you know, you can get 75 gallons an hour. You know, or fucking in 20 minutes out of your out of your garden hose. So just so you understand, RO <laughs> is a fucking commitment. It's a pain in the ass. So make sure make sure that you can uh, exorbitant that, water bills. Too. Yeah, that you absolutely need it. Yeah, it's rejecting. Uh, maybe they've got more, you know, better quality ones now, but it used to reject, meaning it would it would spit out about half the water. These are two yeah, to well, ones. this one's a, it's a two to one drain. So that's what's that? That's two parts good water, one part bad water, right? Yeah, yeah. But just make sure you need an RO. I got away with those tall boy filters. What are they called? Big boys, tall boys. Fucking, they worked for like two years until you had to replace the cartridge and it pulled out the chlorine, man. No, definitely. I agree with you. And we're going to learn more about it. I've never ran an RO. Uh, and it's not needed in this particular situation, like I said, unless you want to be a purist and bring your PPMs down to zero. Uh, but great features, great water filters at Hydrologic. I've used almost all of them other than their ROs. And I think they might even still have that cool hose end one, which is a real simple dechlorinator. Sure, sure. So for, but for this guy, though, you know, what do we recommend? Just use the tap water. If you want, let it sit out overnight, aerated or circulated. That'll definitely get rid of all the residual chlorine. And, Not the chloramines, uh, but yeah. I'd always bubble it in five gallons or whatever, 30-gallon trash cans. Perfect, man, perfect. But yeah, I don't think you should kill the, or you know, what is it, Nix, the distilled water. That's just a pain in the ass. All right, moving on to uh, growth store, man. Who's slinging some recharge? Ooh, can <laughs> I almost said cannabis potting soil, sir. <laughs> I have no idea, actually. <laughs> the mighty grow generation in Brewer, Maine. <laughs> are they mighty? Is that the name of it, or are you talking about grow generation in general? Just yeah, grow generation mighty, in general. But you're the one putting the mighty adjective in there, yes, huh? Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, I actually have a... Uh, uh, recharge shout out. This is a satisfied oh. customer. Uh, he says, satisfied customer. I won't use your real name just in case. Uh, on my last grow, recharge was extremely instrumental in saving my grow and bumping it to the next level. So thanks for everything. Now I'm starting a new grow and was wondering if I could inoculate my root riot plugs with recharge to help my clone, uh, my seedling roots develop. Also, when I start cloning, would you do this? Uh, would it work with clones? Thanks for everything. Keep on doing what you do. Extremely satisfied customer, Aaron. Thank you so much. That makes me feel awesome. Uh, yeah, absolutely. An easy answer to that is yeah. I actually, I definitely soak my plugs uh, in recharge, and then as soon as the seedlings come out, uh, they're just inoculated, and just from there on in, it just starts. That every piece, every little bit of growth that happens, uh, the bacteria are right there to grow along with them, and the fungi to grow along with them. It's it's really awesome. Uh, Man, what was the other question, man? Who's ripping you off? I see there's a recharge ripoff. Oh, yeah. I, I feel uh, <laughs> bummed about that. Somebody was like, hey, I ordered recharge from this weird store, either on Amazon or whatever, and they ripped me off. And I was like, that's because you can only get recharge from me. So if you are trying to buy recharge online, either on Amazon or wherever, yeah, it's got to say real growers on there. Especially if you're a member of the Dude Grow Show, you get 30% off on realgrowers.com with free shipping. Yeah, that is pretty no-brainer there. But even on Amazon, it's, it's, it's a good, you know, it's fairly priced on there as well, just rate, regular old retail. But, yeah, just make sure. I don't want to be self-serving, but anywhere else from realgrowers.com, I have no idea what you're getting. That's, that's when you know you made it, Scotty. You've made it big. 
people are trying to sell it out of their ways. I felt bad. We saw this one copy recently and it made me feel terrible because they just, yeah, I guess I should feel good that I made it or something because they just took my whole label and just copied it and they took microbial super pack and copied it. And I was like, dude. Mimicry is a, a pretty big form of flattery. Yeah. That's how yeah. you can take that. I will say this though. I actually looked at the ingredients of their, not the ingredients, I actually have some of their stuff because I always want to keep my eye on the competition. And Guru and I rejected that stuff about two years ago. <laughs> they showed up, so have fun with it, man. Recharge is still the best. I say that confidently. All right, I'm gonna move on to when to boost phosphorus. You got it. Boost, booster, bloom booster by Kaw Cushion, Cush N. So this, hey dudes, this is my first non auto grow. Interesting. Uh, more and more people are doing that. First time they grow. Starting the autos. It's sure is simple. Got one room, I've, got a lot of plants to put in there. I vegged for five weeks and just switched over to 12-12 lighting for the firing stage. I'm growing in Coast of Maine's Stonington blend. Mm, Love the name wink. of that, Stonington blend. The Stonington blend, I can tell you, it's got alfalfa meal, mycorrhizal fungi, kelp meal, fishbone meal, lobster compost, which I really like lobster. It makes me hungry when I hear lobster compost. But that's just chitin. Uh, worm compost, uh, worm castings, perlite, and dehydrated hen manure, Scotty. Pen manure? Yes, only hen manure. Oh, okay. Sounds all right. Anyway, I've heard, I've heard good things about it. I think it's only efficient to get it if you're on the coast of Maine, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but so, so let's think about that. That's a fairly hot soil, you would call that, right? Yeah, it says he's never had such beautiful lush green leaves using the soil, even though the soil is supposed to have enough nutrients for the entire grow, just like you said, pretty right. enriched. I would like to give them an organic PK boost, either with tea or top dress. I'd like to get your guys' opinions on when I should do this, the best method, tea or top dress, and the frequency, or if I should just leave it alone. Oh, yeah, I'm growing in 15-gallon smart pots. Thanks, advance all. So... I'm tempted just to say leave it alone and see how this really does for you as a baseline. I mean, I'm put, but with organics, he's going to run if he if he runs into a deficiency, he's going to run into a deficiency when it's already pr pretty much too late to fix right. that deficiency. Right. Um, and really, his best idea to or best option to be able to get uh, some type of organic nutrition into that soil, kind of slow release at the time he needs it. In my opinion, would be to do a tea and a top dress in like week three. Of what though? Of flower. Um, I, you, I mean, there's there's stuff you get like build a bloom. Um, it's, right. it's like their bloom top dress kit right. from Build a Soil. You could top dress something like that and then make a compost tea to kind of help make that be more available to your plants. Actually, it says so. Yeah, this the build a bloom's a drench. It's got um, non-GMO micronized soy meal. Soft rock phosphate, which is uh, what our phosphorus. Mm -hmm. But so, but they source. do they do have a top dress kit too, uh, like a flowering top dress kit. The only way if you're going to use a top kit, top dress anything, whether it's some guanos or whatever it is, uh, how frequent you water. Some people only water like right now, for example, where I'm at in a cooler climate outside. I'm only watering maybe once a week or or less even. 
So top dressing, getting that into the is is it relates to how many times you water. If you water every three days, every well, other day, that, that's if that's if you're uh, not using mulch or cover crops or anything like that. If you have a mulch, you're able to keep that uh, top layer really micro. active, and they're able to cycle that nutrient down to where the roots are going to actually be able to use it. They'll come up and chew on it, and then bring it back down. Mm-hmm. And earthworms are, are integral in that too. Um, but that's having like the complete system. Uh, and, yeah. and that, that's kind of what I'm kind of, uh, rec- recommending is that if you want to do this and you want to use an organic PK boost, um, and you don't want to use some type of like bottled organics, right. uh, a top dress and a tea to kind of help make that top dress more available and then use some type of mulch too, to kind of help that top dress break down. It's going to be, and I would like week two and a half or three to kind of get that stuff to where in week four and a half or five, it's available to the plant if it needs it. And I will still like servingly it. plug here. I'd use that recharge. I'd use it nice and heavy to keep everything active, to keep it all all uh, processed, I'll say. You're going to have to think of uh, synonyms for the word recharge, Scotty. No way. That's my brand, man. <laughs> That's my brand. going to be his answer. We're going to talk about like this plant MacGyvering. Uh, you should just put some recharge on that wound. That's right. All right. Moving on to uh, post-hurricane MacGyvering. Yes, I want to. I want an update, sir. Uh, we featured this uh, plant that had been split pretty heavily in our previous grow talk. This is by Gorilla Grow or Grow Gorilla, sorry. And he says, "I am blown away at how this plant looks today." We're looking at a picture of just the plants. He like it's not faded anywhere. There's no. It's completely healed in the sense of how not that the actual wound, but how the plant looks. Um, I would say she's doing well, but I noticed that the white hairs on the very top of the colas are gone. But the bottom two-third has a lot of white hairs. Is that stress? The plant was definitely stressed. Yeah, heck yeah. So, but I, I think overall it looks, looks good. I think the hairs look good all over this at the stage of flowering you're in for outdoor. Um, so, man, hey, congrats. Give us, time. What, give us a little bit of time. I think you might come through. I want to see the bud from this thing in six weeks. And, yeah, it, Keep an eye on your Four zip weeks. ties there because um, those don't give it all. That's where I think like a horticultural tape, uh, something that can flex a little if that stalk still continues to push out a little. At you this don't point, wanna, he can bind it up, though. It ain't going to hurt. It, it, I'm sure it's not going to hurt that plant. I wouldn't think it would hurt it very much. I'd Probably not at this. He's like good. three weeks in or something mm-hmm. if I'm looking at his flowers. But, yeah, congrats there at Grow Gorilla on the repair. Beautiful. Tight work. Should be like a you know a service. You call somebody. My my plant's broken. You call her the Grow Gorilla. You know with the zip ties comes and fixes you up. All right, we're gonna talk about what's going on in my grow, my grow mm-hmm. shack. Nobody came up with a song yet. Shack. <laughs> you guys cut me off for the songs. I would have had that one. <clears throat> Don't want to get another but strike from YouTube. What's going on in my grow is brought to you by if you will. I'm gonna shout out to Rapid LED. RapidLED.com. I've been a supporter of the show. We gave away a badass kit to them, to one lucky DGC member. Yep. But they cover the board, man. You want to build your own, you need parts, you need dimmers, substrates, heat sinks, drivers, diodes, or fixtures, or what I like the most, if you think you got your garden pimped out, you could add something like the exotic board or the Emerson board. Now, what is the difference between those two, Guru? Nanometers, bro. Yeah, it's all about the <laughs> nanometers, bro. One of them is kind of filling out uh, the spectrums, like at the the far ends of it, 
that kind of uh, most white LEDs are going to be missing, and that's the exotic spectrum board. It kind of hits the UVA and then some uh, of like the far red light too. And then the Emerson effect board is uh, 660 nanometer light and 730 nanometer light, kind of in the right proportion to elicit the Emerson effect and get higher yields and more just photosynthetic activity from your plants. What he okay, okay, it's just about exactly what I wanted to hear. Guys, rapidled.com coupon code dude vote with your dollars help support the DGC. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. In my growth, uh, I was going to the nursery locally to get, uh, I needed to get some peat to plant actually some wasabi, my winter crop for the first time, some wasabi radish, my friend. And what, that's, you take the root, right? The wasabi's ground up root? You can use a lot of it. Like you can use the greens on it too, but yeah, you can use the root and you can do a few different things with the root, but I'm, hey, I'm learning. I will say congratulations to the dude. I caught him on Facebook and he, you're canning these days. You got what, all your jalapenos and all your summer vegetables. You're like a regular Martha Stewart. I, my wife put up, you mean my wife's Facebook maybe. Well, deal. I don't want to out anybody. All right. I was trying to be deliberately vague. I haven't put anything on Facebook in over two years, except for about four days ago. And it was just a p- picture or a video of my son sending a jump, and I was just so excited. I'm like, I'll just put this up. You're fucking woke, bro. Next post, two years. All right. We're looking at a potting soil I did notice. Uh, this is from the company Way to Grow. Not Way to Grow, as you know it, in Colorado, up here in Vancouver, British Columbia. And this was the label of the bag that had a pallet of this at the nursery, and it says Way to Grow Higher Yield Cannabis Potting Soil. In the other words, you don't understand are French because they got to have French on everything here. It's ridiculous. Right. And it goes on the bottom, it goes specially formulated for BC Bud, Scotty. That shit got me cracking up, That's dude. hilarious. Don't grow another strain or any. If this, you take this soil out of BC, it ain't going to work right, man. That's right. That's BC Bud. Uh, I think I buy, you know, worm castings and that from these cats and it's probably a pretty decent soil. I think it's a cocoa based and rich soil. Right. And it was, it was priced, you know, it wasn't like like they're trying to just, mark it up or whatnot but right. i thought the label is pretty damn funny that's what's going on these days how long before it's in the depot <laughs> oh geez it probably already is black magic is uh what's called pro mix is already all right and it's time to secure the garden the yeah, flowers are looking here. good enough to where an ignorant thief might think they're good enough to steal somebody that doesn't want to wait you right. know so i'm sure i'm not have you heard that happening to people like somebody stole my plant. Part of my plant was only two weeks into flowering. What do you mean? It happened to me. Oh, how far in was yours? I think mine were still in veg when they stole them. Maybe just <laughs> flowering. But yeah. Yeah. By the way, this scares me. I see what? the word mine, 22 caliber, four pack. <laughs> these are badass. Tiger. Um, these, these, are, <laughs> these are called uh, Century Alarm Mines by number 26 Forge. This is a company out in Washington. Okay. And what these are, because I was just thinking, like, what's easy, man? I don't. What's not battery? What's something I can definitely rely on that I'll probably set off myself? It's a mine. Like the, Get a mine. Little trip wires. So what this is, is these are harmless. These are little, you can have a trip wire attached to these metal little mines that yeah. can either mount to a wall, stake in the ground, they could be put anywhere. Tell that anywhere. to Bruce Lee's son. Oh, how dare you, sir. And then when they when they go, when somebody trips the tripwire, it just releases, it's a 22 uh, blank. It, you can't put a real shell in it. It doesn't even function like that. They only work on 22 blanks. And I thought that was an awesome way 
to scare, to, you know, have some security or have just some non-lethal, no problem. You're not worried about a battery going dead to secure an area. So I'm recommending these and giving them a thumbs up. I got to make sure they're okay to have in Canada. Wow. These are, these are fairly aggressive. So nobody gets hurt, right? They just get scared. They poop their yeah, 22, a 22 caliber is not an aggressive sound. I mean, no, it's, it's like not, a fire. It's like a cap almost. Yeah, you're right. It's not bad, better than a cap, but enough to scare the shit out of somebody. And then moving on from that, uh, also have an order because the price of cameras these days are just, I mean, I think it was like $80 US, a camera with a ton of reviews that's waterproof, that does the motion sensing, that has the two-way audio with good, some of the two-way audios I reviewed. Like, do the audio is horrible, but the audio is good on this one. I really like the two-way audio. So once you get your notification, you can say something creative. Guru, I think you recommended saying freeze or put your hands up or something. Are you allergic to salt? (laughs) So yeah, between uh, those two, I'm feeling, oh, I did also order uh, two different motion lights, which I had to order from the States because I wanted motion lights I could just plug in that were already wired since I'm renting or I could take them with me somewhere if I needed it somewhere else. Uh, so just getting a little tight around here, Scotty, you know, nothing crazy. None of this stuff costs that much right. for a four pack of these alarm mines. It's $84. We should get a coupon code dude with them. Just don't Check leave them the out. house, dude. Just don't leave what? the house. Do what I do, man. <laughs> yes. Just don't leave the house. That doesn't work either. I just, and I'm not, you know what? I live in a, a pretty damn safe area. Just one of those things, you know, as you work through, you want to you want to have a little bit of security. And these uh, mines, who knows? I could use them for a lot of stuff. Maybe you want to play a trick on the Amazon Prime guy. I'm just, that's terrible. That's terrible. I'm just thinking, I really don't leave the house, man. I go to work in my backyard and then I go home and uh, I don't leave the house, man. So good luck. All right. So Scotty's security is I don't leave the house. Yeah, man. So you're going to have to, uh, my dog. You got to sleep. Security. Yeah, but you know, I have a doggy door. As soon as my dogs hear shit, whether it's a skunk, whatever, they freaking out, man. They're a hell of an alarm. I'm not saying dare me, sir, all right? But uh, <laughs> I'm just saying that I do have a fairly tight security here. I ain't leaving. Once you, once you enter week six of Bloom Warehouse, Kyle is on a cot in there at yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. People are always <laughs> here, though. All right, let's put it in the bag, my friend. Shout out to Donnie. Donnie Brasco. Yes. Winning the HLG 550 V2 R-Spec. Uh, as well, let you guys know what's coming up next. Stay higher with Guru. Shout out, Sparky Come on, you to take the first one. Just I, I got to bet with Guru that you pronounce it correctly. Uh, what, the real Machiavelli? Maca. Maca. Bad. Not bad, man. I can get that, man. 420. Tupac, dude. Tupac. Vulgar uh, <laughs> display of flower. Wait, Machiavelli is Tupac? Is that what's happening now? Come with me. Hail Mary. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Google it, man. It's a little bit before Tupac's time. Trichopath and Krusty's Cannabis. It's funny that I think of Tupac for that. <laughs> um, did you? We got, got the vulgar display of power. You got cushion, cushion cat. Third A Jack. Come on, take the rest, brother. Simmer down now. Yeah. Front row, bro, and Dizzy Fox. All right. Jo- Jolly Green Thumbs and what? Angry Housewife. Well, mm. smoke a little weed, yo. Or doser with some edibles. <laughs> Kind of kidding. Kind of kidding. Stay higher, my friends. Um, we'll be we'll be back. Stay tuned. Short break. Short break. Scotty and Guru got some business down in the, the biz, wherever that is. <laughs> I'll still be home. Don't worry. Right on. Peace out, easy dude. 
That's what I say. You put a two weeks on the one. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss man is to take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bomb. Some people start their day off with a pill. It's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads at natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new, new, new. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed I like to smoke it all day long yeah. Now if the big man catch you riding high Ooh, we gonna lock you in a cage No If you wonder the dank. Just look at how he's being paid. Now, don't lock up me for smoking weed. I ain't done nothing wrong. 